Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LeGregor. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer, TNA Hall of Famer, and one of the greatest, Tag team wrestlers of all time, Bully Ray and I talk about the very controversial comments from Eric Bischoff. That's right. On 83 Weeks, he talked about Tony Khan and him mentioning the WWE. Also mentioning Eric Bischoff during the Monday Night War. We talk about those comments on today's episode. Also, we talked to Bobby Lashley just days before his big match with Goldberg and Saudi right now. On the Busted Open Podcast. Wow. Strong words from Eric Bischoff. And some of the things I agree with, some of the things I don't agree with. By the way, uh, he puts Tony Khan and AEW over early in, in that because he talks about you've proven you can. You know, he, say, he sees the talent that AEW has. I'm sure Eric Bischoff knows the quality that AEW has, but... You know, we've talked about this before, Bully. It's like, hey, man, don't worry about what your quote-unquote competition is doing. Do what you do. Do it the best you can. Shut your mouth and go ahead. I don't know if I agree with it, but what's your take, Bully? Well, before we get to my take, if you don't agree with it, what exactly do you not agree with? Well, Eric Bischoff talks about head-to-head competition, and he said that he had the balls to go head-to-head with the WWE. AEW for over a year was going head-to-head with a WWE product. They did. The WWE countered AEW Dynamite on being on Wednesdays by taking NXT off of the WWE Network and putting it right up against AEW for over a year. So there was direct head-to-head competition for AEW Dynamite the first year that they were on the air. If you look at it from that point of view, I, now I understand what your objection was. Uh, I believe what Eric meant was I had the guts to go into a, on a Vince night. I, went, I challenged on Monday nights. I went into territory that no one would ever think of going into. Remember, AEW chose Wednesday nights and then the WWE to counter that move took NXT off of the network and put it on USA. So I look at that as the WWE 
trying to counter something from AEW as opposed to Eric Bischoff, who took the fight directly to Vince McMahon. That's how I'm. That's what I'm hearing from Eric. I understood, and 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 there's a lot of layers to this because uh, obviously you have to sprinkle in the fact that you know Triple H called AEW a pissant company, and those are things like you know, hey, with with the victor comes the spoils, right? They won that Wednesday night, quote unquote, Wednesday night war. Now I'm not comparing it to the Monday night war. No, not. I don't think anything we're ever going to see in the history of pro wrestling is ever going to equal what we saw with the Monday Night War at, at the end of the 90s. I mean, it's just not going to happen. It's just we consume things completely different. But, you know, hey, if you're going to talk shit about me, I should be able to talk a little bit of, of shit, too, when I win. You, you said at the beginning, week one. This is a, a, a this is not a sprint. It's a marathon. Well, we won the sprint and we won the marathon. So I, I, I'm just I'm throwing that out there as a counter to what Eric Bischoff yep. is saying. But what you're saying is 100 percent correct, too, is that Bischoff brought the fight to the WWE. It wasn't a count. I, I think Eric is just tired of hearing the comparisons because nobody has been Eric Bischoff. Nobody has been Eric Bischoff and nobody has been Paul Heyman. We could admit that when it came to what they were able to either create or compete with when it came to the WWE. Yeah, I, and, and again, with me, I, I and you've done it here on Busted Open. If I was going to compare, and it's probably not fair to compare at all, but if I was going to compare one, it would probably be more of Paul Heyman than Eric Bischoff, because you talk about Cody saying this is a revolution. This is a brand new product. This is the alternative. I always saw WCW as, you know what? We're going to do what the WWF right now is not doing, you know, being live and, and things like that. But it's still like a huge production. But go ahead, Bully. But that's why I bring Paul and Eric yeah. up into this, because I think Tony sees bits of Paul and bits of Eric in himself. Paul, the workaholic who never slept, who just was a constant, you know, um, constantly thinking about the wrestling business and the booking and, you know, putting shows together and putting so much on his plate. I, I, I see that in Tony. Um, you know, what else do I see in Tony? I see that Eric Bischoff, you know, had those unlimited unlimited funds. He had Ted Turner's money. Well, Tony has his own money, and he's and and he has a lot of it at his disposal. So that's where I think those comparisons may come in, or the, um, you know, what how we see Paul and Eric in Tony, and how Tony might also see that himself. When it comes to Tony saying the things that he says on social media. I get where Eric is coming from. Worry about your own house right now. You've only been here for two years. Don't worry about anything else that is said. K keep an eye on your product. You got enough going on, okay? You're at a 1.35. That's your max rating. We're firing all your guns. That's it. Just worry about that. You can you understand at least that you know point oh, yeah. of view. It's like of it's course. like a head coach when he t a head coach. Well, the head coach sometimes will tell the team, "Don't listen to what the headlines are saying. Don't worry about what the media is saying. Don't worry about what the other players are saying about you. Just go out onto the field 
and kick the other team's ass. But sometimes the head coach will write the headline on the chalkboard in the locker room and turn to his team and go, do you believe what they said about you? Go ahead, Dave. No, uh, I, I, and I always do because I'm a big Cowboy fan. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, the night before the NFC Championship game, he called into his – he called – he wasn't a guest. He called in to a sports talk radio show, and he goes, we're going to win the game. We're a better team. We and, and the headline the next morning is, we will win the game. He's created his own headline. Now, a lot of people said, what are you doing? If you have the better team – then you know what? Go out there and kick their ass. You don't have to talk trash. But Jimmy Johnson thought, "Hey, you know what? I want to rally this team. I want, I, I, you know, if I, hey, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'm gonna write the check. You guys cash out the check, and that's what he did. Sometimes you have to motivate your talent roster. Could it be that Tony Khan is trying to motivate his talent roster here? Look at the look at the video that Matt Hardy put up. Uh... Uh, yesterday, he said a couple. Uh, it was only about thirty seconds long. Where Matt Hardy's going, give him hell, TK. I, I, I'm sure that Tony Khan is rallying his locker room to fight till the end for him and AEW. Does it sound familiar? Yeah, it does. It's 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 history repeating itself. Who else did that? Paul Heyman with ECW. There were times where. Guys did not get paid in ECW or some checks may have bounced. All that old bullshit about ECW, okay? P.S., just so you know, Paul Heyman never owed me and Devon one dime. Nothing. Paul never paid us late. Paul never screwed us on money. Anything ever. My point is this. Guys would be behind in pay or their checks bounced. And then Paul Heyman would talk to the locker room. And you would want to go out there and die for ECW. Do you remember the movie Predator? Yes. Remember Billy the Indian? Yes. Remember when Billy and Schwarzenegger and the girl are running like they're just trying to get out of the jungle. And then Billy senses the alien. The Predator's still there. And Billy turns. I'm getting goosebumps telling this story. And Billy the Indian turns around and he takes his knife and he cuts his chest with his knife. That's what the ECW locker room was. And it was because of Paul's rallying cries and the words that he would speak. We always felt like Billy, where we were willing to cut ourselves open, (laughs) literally and figuratively, you know, to go into battle. I think Tony saying, I'm willing to take on Vince McMahon, you know, at every turn or every opportunity I will, is going to inspire his locker room to get behind him and fight. But even more... It's going to inspire the fans to get behind him and fight. Eric's point is, keep my name out of your mouth until you decide to show up on Monday nights at 8 o'clock or Friday nights at 8 o'clock. When you're willing to go into battle like that, when you're ready to compete like that, apples to apples, where the playing fields are the exact same, then you can compare yourself to me and WCW. 
All right. So that being said, and and I understand it because I think both we're both right the way we interpreted what Eric Bischoff said and how we feel about it. So, so here I am, and I'm preaching about hey, because because bully, I'll tell you a story about myself and Doug Mortman when we started this show. Doug Mortman was fucking gung ho, man. Like that guy, he just wanted to fight. Doug Mortman, and and it's and. And I love the guy. He's like a brother to me. And also, too, in a lot of ways, his attitude and his work ethic is why this show is still on the air in 2021. But he wanted to take everybody on fist flying. Like, you know, no, Greco, stop. That, that's the enemy. They're the enemy, man. We want to be we want to be where they are. We want to be the number one radio show. Fucking stop being the nice guy. Say that to me all the time. Stop being the fucking nice You say that sometimes to me too. Stop being the fucking nice guy. We this is a war. And I'm like, dude, chill. We're like all on the same team. We're you know, JR's podcast and Bischoff's podcast and Stone Cold, we're all in the same community. I don't need to fight. I don't need to prove myself. I'm just going to do the show that I can every day, the best of my ability. And if we become number one, it's because the fans chose us to be number one. I don't have to knock anybody down. I'm not in war. I'm not in a fight. I think it's two ways of thinking of things. I'm not saying either one is wrong or right. Maybe it's perception. Because what you're saying, Bully... I could see fans getting fired up and saying, fuck the WWE. That's the old shit. I don't like that shit anymore. Everybody, if you're a wrestling fan, you should be watching AEW. So maybe I shouldn't blame the fans, Bully, when you have that type of environment. I don't know. Um, I'm not blaming. The only thing that I blame uh, fans for is the incessant arguing. It's just too much on social media. It, it, it's it's getting ugly. It's it, it, it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths. Yeah, you try to filter through it and sift through it. But me and you, you know, being on this show, you know, the show is what it is. When it comes to the pro wrestling business, this show is a juggernaut. You know, and and I'll pat you on the back and and Mortman on the back and everybody on this. Dave, I mean, Mark and Tommy and me and, and everybody. It is what it is, so we're kind of forced to talk about all this stuff that goes on. And this is really what comes first, the chicken or the egg, when it comes to the bashing. I guess if you have to go find the first... You know, I'm a big timeline guy. You know that, Dave. Timelines will tell you everything you need to know. It starts with a pissant comment. And remember a couple of weeks ago, me and you had the discussion, what if that pissant comment never happens? You know, that was the spark, and all you need is a spark. One tiny little spark will start, uh, you know, a five-alarm fire, a towering inferno. And I don't know if we're at towering inferno level yet, but, man, we're getting there when it comes to fans on social media. They're drawing a line in the sand. 
MMA Today. Sean Porter joins us now. Sean, I got to ask, now that the trilogy fight is in the books, what's next for Tyson Fury? We want to see Tyson Fury against Alexander Usyk because he beat Anthony Joshua, but I just want everyone to remind everyone Anthony Joshua is still a live dog, and he's definitely a live dog against Tyson Fury, who we've seen can be hit. You know, I really wouldn't say that it's Alexander Usyk or bust for Tyson Fury. I would love to see Tyson Fury in the ring with Andy Ruiz. MMA Today, Tuesdays through Thursdays from 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern, only on Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Welcome back to Busted Open. Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray, coming up on Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern Time, streaming exclusively on Peacock, and for those viewers outside the U.S., the WWE Network, it's Crown Jewel 2021. And one of the main event matches in a no-holds-barred match is Goldberg versus our next guest, that is Bobby Lashley. Sir, how are you this morning? I am fantastic. All right, big story. I mean, this has been, you know, the sons involved, everybody... Talk about this no holds bars match on Thursday. Well, it's 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 going to be a crazy match. Um, you know, having a gold a Goldberg match is a certain kind of match, and and we just added some elements to it. Um, this one is going to be an interesting one because I think a lot of people are trying to figure out who's going to win this one. 
there's a lot of steam be going behind Goldberg because of what happened with his son and and is he going to avenge his son? But right now, I've been steamrolling people. So, I mean, it's just going to be something where I just go out there and have a match with him and then ultimately just walk over him. We don't know. Um, I, I'm being me. I'm always me. I go out there and train. I've been training my ass off. I'm, I'm ready for it. So uh, whatever kind of match we end up having out there, I think it's going to be a good one. I like this match. Bobby, match. Bobby, I believe the version of you that we're seeing right now is the best Bobby Lashley lead that personally I've ever seen before. And you got me hooked and a lot of people uh, with a no holds barred Thanks. stipulation like you have coming up with Goldberg. Who has the advantage in a match like this? Man, I think I have the advantage. I, I like across the board. I don't see where he has an advantage in any kind of matchup. I mean, Goldberg is Goldberg. He's always going to be Goldberg. He comes out there, he destroys people, and he leaves. Um, but it's kind of like whenever you see the passing of the guard, I, I almost see this match as the passing of the guard. You know, because eventually I'm I'm going to be a little slowed down in the business, maybe even retired to a certain extent. And um, I think I'm that guy that comes back to disrupt people's um, shine when they're doing big things. You know, come back and challenge the champ um, because I'm established myself. And I think um, just going through these matchups and having a matchup with Goldberg is just to establish myself at another um, um, level. It's that guy. So I think that across the board, I mean, of course he has a little bit opportunities to pull some stuff out to potentially catch a win over me. But I think ultimately it's, it's my time. And I think he's patching that Goldberg torch over to me where it's now going to be the Lashley torch. And it's going to be Lashley that comes back to, to take out the champion in the years to come. Well, Bobby, I got to tell you, you look a little different lately. I, I miss, I miss that championship title around your waist. Tell me, uh, yeah. you know, tell me is, once you get past Goldberg, is that something that's going to be in your immediate future going after that championship? 100%. I think once you establish yourself as, as one of those top guys that, that, that champion, you're always going to be in the picture. And I think um, there's still some unfinished business with me and Big E. There's still unfinished business with me and Drew. There's still unfinished business with me and a lot of the guys in the roster. So I think I'll probably have to walk through a couple guys, but I think ultimately I'll be right back in that um, title contention. Bobby, the, the heat with Goldberg stems back, uh, you know, to his kid jumping the rail and jumping on your back. Um, you know, what he did, you know, in my eyes was wrong. And I, I think you did what you needed to do. But as the weeks went on, I kind of I kind of picked up on a little bit of regret on your end or an MVP's end. Is there any regret um, in your mind that you actually put your hand on Goldberg's son? And you know what? There's there's zero regret out of me. Fully put yourself in the situation. You're standing in the middle of the ring. Somebody jumps on your back because you guys have had that before. What do you do? How do you react? Do you comment? Oh, let me see who this is and, and bring the person around. If somebody jumps on your back in the ring, you immediately attack. You know, boys, you know how it is. Boys die for an opportunity for somebody to jump over that rail. I say it every time when I step in the ring. I'm dying for somebody to step over that rail so I can really rip them apart because they think, oh, we're just the wrestlers. We're just here to perform. Uh, but it's safety in the middle of that ring also. And I'm not going to jump up and, and, and take and have their have liberties on me. So um, I have zero regret. The kid should have knew what he was doing. And he's not a little kid anymore. The kid's like 200 pounds, 180, 190 pounds. He's a big kid. So when he jumped on my back, he got exactly what he deserved. When you're listening to Bill talk about his son and he's pissed off about what you did, 
and Bill saying things like he's going to kill you and Bobby Lashley's dead. How do you feel when you hear Hey everyone, it's Brad the Big Noise Evans from the Feed the Noise Podcast. From Monday through Friday, catch me and the good sir Nate Lundy as we take you through each day's best sports betting opportunities. Whether we're talking spreads, total props, or anything else, we will do our Fade 5 to give you the knowledge and confidence to place your bets. Always remember, feed or follow, that's up to you. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcast or listen on the SXM app. Free for both subscribers. I have to avenge my son, even though it's right or wrong. So he has to stand up for his son. It's just that this is just an opportunity for him. Or this is, it's, it's just a bad decision. I mean, it's a bad decision for anybody to come with that much anger at me and then accept a match like this. Because he's talking about he's going to kill me. Man, bro, I'd hate to be the other end of the ass whooping that I'm going to give. So he's got to watch out what he's doing. It's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting matchup because when we both get in that ring, you know, a lot of people want Goldberg to win, and a lot of people with sense in their head know that I'm standing across from him. So I think it's a very interesting matchup. Uh, and being around you in the 20-plus years that we've both been around, I know that you're a stand-up dude. you got a ton of respect for the wrestling business, for the fight game, for other guys that may have come before you and, and, and been there and done it. And I know... You probably got some respect for Goldberg, but what happens to that respect once the bell rings? It's gone. It, the The respect is is dissipated when he started talking about murder. You know, talking about you're gonna you're gonna take me on the things that you're gonna do. I've been listening to interviews after interviews with him, and and the respect has gone out the window. I remember because when I was fighting, I sat back and, and after the fight was over, I ended up choking the guy out. They raised my hand. Bill runs in and gives me a big hug. I didn't even know he was there. He was commentating. So me and Bill have a lot of respect for each other for um, this little altercation. Before, it was just a deal where he wanted to come and win my title, which, you know, with, with, with just the rivalry, there's a level of hate anyway when you step into a ring with somebody. But then now all this other element started thrown into play, and now his son came into it, and now he's pissed off and everything like that. And the interviews that he's been saying, all respect out the window now. When we go to Saudi, I mean, everything that I can hit him with, I'm going to hit him because he's going to do the same to me. We're on a whole different level. There's, there's nothing but, but anger and, and fight left in this little altercation. Uh, I don't want you to give away any of your game plan for this match, but I would imagine stamina comes into play and the type of training you do. I've seen it on social media. Um, that, that's a pretty high-octane stuff. I would imagine you're going to try to drag him into deep water with no rules and regulations on this match. The longer the match goes, I would imagine the more it favored you and your cardio and your conditioning. Yeah, you know what? You can, you can just let him beat himself up. Because I can take anything that he throws at me. <laughs> I might as well just start the match and toss him a chair and say, have at it, buddy. In about two minutes when you're done hitting me, I'm going to destroy you. I can take anything, man. I've, I've taken anything and everything that people have thrown at me. So it's nothing new. I mean, my life is like that. I've taken things um, literally and metaphorically. I, I take anything that you can throw at me. So this is just another case. I'll just toss him all the weapons. Here's your table. Here's your chairs. Here's 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 whatever else you want. Bring it. Because at the end of that, when you have nothing left, it's just me cleaning your clock. Man. 
Um, are you going at this by yourself? Lately, we've seen Shelton. We've seen Cedric. They've been around. Could we see them in Saudi? Or have you told them, guys, don't even bother getting on the flight. I'm taking Goldberg out by myself. Man, I'm going to win, man. There's no strategies. I have friends. He has friends. You know what? He has his son that's going to be there. Everybody knows that there's a possibility that everything can happen. But ultimately, I'm going to win. So if somebody happens to jump in the ring, whether it's Dave, whether it's, I don't know, anybody could be in there. But ultimately, it's going to be me putting my hands all over him. What would happen if Gage didn't learn his lesson and he decided to jump that rail on you again? He put to sleep the same way he did before. And then we have another angry Goldberg. (laughs) 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 Sitting in the hospital angry is just an awful experience. This is true. This is true. Hey, I just want to talk about the travel for a minute uh, for everybody listening. You know, the, 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 the life of a pro wrestler, everybody glitz and glamour, but the travel is brutal. Tell me what you do to keep yourself busy or rested up. Tell me what a travel day is going to be like for Bobby Lashley heading over to Saudi Arabia. Um, it's a long flight. I think we have, we're going to London first. I think it's 11 hours and then we do another six and a half, seven hours and we get to Riyadh. As soon as we get there, I mean, I'm going to be rested up. So what I like to do is I like to get off the plane. I like to get some movement in my body. So um, I like to typically do some kind of cardio, um, some type of yoga, stretching, everything like that. And then I'm right into the weights. Get a lot of food in my system. A lot of it's, it's just basically eating and drinking the entire time because there's really nowhere to go. It's not like we're going out to the bars or anything like that, having any drinks. or So we're just in the hotel. So it's it's cardio. And, and lifting two times a day. I mean, we're not there very often, but or that long. So I'll just be training, stretching, and getting ready for the match. Sounds great. Bobby, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate you. Keep knocking it dead out there. I really enjoy everything I'm seeing. Uh, have a great match against Goldberg. Hope you come out on top, and I hope you work your way back to that WWE championship match. Thank you, brother. I will do. Will do for sure. Take care, Bobby. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producers are Gabby Laspisa and Josh Freeman. Sound designed by Mary Bayon. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for SiriusXM. Special thanks to SiriusXM's senior vice president of sports programming and podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation program director, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash activecash.